Do you want to hear my iced coffee ASMR? Absolutely. That sounds so sexy. ourselves slash the podcast i have no concept of who i am as a person i literally do you see that i wrote for a girl who loves talking about herself boy do i hate talking about myself is this where i stand up and tell you my name and major and one fun fact about myself (laughs) should we do an icebreaker (laughs) (laughs) um okay hi i'm ella uh i will be (laughs) i don't know i'll be much more uh good at the talking thing later but um i'm one of your hosts i'm just here for a good time not necessarily a long time and we'll see how things go (laughs) you're so cute (laughs) (laughs) i'm caitlin i guess i'm the other host basically just here to harass ella um you can call me ella it's okay (laughs) You don't have to, I'm like, going like, to call you Ella every time. Just stretch the A really long. Um, I'm a Gemini and I like ghosts. I'm also a Gemini, which is why this this podcast is going to be um, a whirlwind. Just us talking for no reason. Wait, but maybe, what podcast has a reason? Maybe this is how we should start. Um, this is the big. Um, this is the big conflict of this podcast. I like goats. I like ghosts. I also like goats, but I like ghosts. I don't believe in them. I don't not believe in ghosts. I'm not like full Ryan Bergara. <laughs> we had to get it But in there. like if a ghost were to apparate in front of me, I'd be just like, yeah, sure. That makes sense. <laughs> you would just be okay with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd rather believe like a ghost is in my house than that I have an intruder. You know what? That's fair. Actually, while we're on the subject, I forgot that I wanted to, t- to talk about this. Can I talk about a spooky thing that happened today? Yes, absolutely. Um, so I was going to get lunch and lately when I go and I know that I'm just going through like a drive through or something, um, I just put my dog Spartan in the back seat and just take him with me because otherwise he barks and annoys my neighbors. And so I, he he was with me. There was no one in my apartment. We left. I got food. I came back. And there was just this huge puddle of water in on my kitchen floor. Not oh God. coming from anywhere. Like it wasn't like the trash can wasn't linking. There's no leak spots in my ceiling. It was nowhere near the fridge or the sink. It was just a huge puddle of water just trailing my house is a little lops- lops- uh, my floor is a little lopsided so it was just trailing towards like the the wall but like there was nothing there to start it and i couldn't think of anything that i had dragged around or moved 
today that would have caused that. Go. So <laughs> maybe, you know. Much less unsettling than the idea of someone breaking into your house and like spilling a glass of water. <laughs> breaking into my house specifically just to pour a glass of water on my Well, maybe they board. were going to rob you, but then they spilled their water and they got embarrassed and they left. <laughs> you know what? I would be okay with a shy burglar. If I mean, like, if that were me, I would do it. Shoot, I screwed it up. Now I got to start all over. If um, I already drank out of this water, if I really steal stuff and then they like DNA test something in the water, I don't know. They'll know it's me. <laughs> I already messed up. Got to go. Like, it was just so, so weird. I could not figure out. And it didn't, like, I was like, is it pee? Did Spartan throw up? It what? No, it like, it was just plain water. So it was just so, so strange. I was like, what happened here? Um... Yeah, so that was my spooky story today. I don't know. Weird stuff More happens. We'll never have answers for. Um, okay, so this is Coffee and Cryptids. Uh, we are gals who are going to talk to you about lore. Uh, we're going to go. The plan is to go state by state for the next 50. How many states are there? 50 episodes. Um, Did you just ask how many states there are? I almost said 51. I almost said 51. Um, anyway, so we're going to go state by state. I guess we could also say 51, though, if we wanted to do, like, maybe Puerto Rico or something. Um, That's true. But, yeah, so we'll, the plan is to do 50-ish episodes and, I don't know, then see if we still want to talk to each other for this long any, again. Um, <laughs> I mean, I hope so. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's not a problem. It's more like, do people still want to hear us talk? Um, that's true. Which, you know. We could find out after this episode. No. <laughs> that's like no, an entire year, though. So that sounds like a problem for us next year. You're right. You're right. So um, today, today we're going to talk about Alabama. Um, and um, I picked out a couple stories that I just picked out to my fancy. I'm not from Alabama. Um, I didn't like interview people in Alabama. I searched the internet and I found two stories that I liked. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. And maybe if you're from Alabama, you'll hop on Twitter later and be like, hey, you're wrong and stupid and nobody believes in this. And and we'll be like, we know. And I'll be like, hey, <laughs> you're right to all of the above. Okay, one of these stories, one of them is a very serious, not serious, but one of them is like a very serious story that people to this day like still pass on and believe in um and it's very very well known and popular from what i can tell the other Mm -hmm. one is just hilarious (laughs) (laughs) and i'm gonna talk about it for like two minutes not even i'm gonna talk about it for like 30 seconds and i just need you to hear it (laughs) i saw it and i was like oh yes (laughs) we need to talk about this um so as a means of kind of introducing ourselves, I wrote like we could talk a little bit about ourselves or about what's going on, which we've definitely done so far. Um, but here's fun. What's your your favorite cryptid or widely known urban legend? Not like one from your childhood because we'll get there, but just what's what's your favorite lore? I have like a real soft spot for Mothman. Yes. I feel like he's just a great friend. I was also going to say Mothman. I'm so mad. (laughs) I thought you were going to say Nessie. Nessie, also Nessie is my wife. Um, Also the Loveland Frogman. Um, (laughs) I know nothing about him, but just the concept of like the whole name. 
Oh, we will get to the Loveland. For I'm so ready. I didn't research him. Like, I know I have looked into him at some point. Yeah. But then when I found out again that it was Ohio, I was like, I'm not looking again because I want Elle to have to tell me about that. Yes. So for clarity, I am from Ohio. Um, I'm not from anywhere near Loveland. I only learned about the Loveland uh, Frogman like a year ago, maybe. Um, but I, I did talk about him on a radio show that I did in college. <laughs> So I've done quite a bit of research into Frogman. Um, but I, I, love him. I was also going to say Mothman. But the reason why is because uh, when I was a kid, I was allowed to watch movies that I definitely shouldn't have been to allowed to watch. And I watched the, what is it, Mothman Prophecies movie or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. Um, and I don't remember almost anything about that movie except that for some reason I thought so Mothman was primarily like West Virginia, Pennsylvania area, like where they meet. But as a kid, my brain was like, oh, it's so near Ohio. I lived in northern Ohio. I was nowhere near Mothman. Um, and I used to like freak out as a kid after seeing that movie that like I was going to see him outside my window because I had Aww. like this big window over my bed as a kid. <laughs> and I should not have been allowed to watch I also like should not have walked in on my mom watching it when I was like seven years old like oh yeah no I did that I saw my uncle watching it and same thing can't do it the worst part is this is my favorite part of the story is that she was flipping back and forth between it and big mama's house oh my god and so and so she was switching back between those movies and so for years I thought that big mama's house was a horror movie <laughs> I mean is it not <laughs> So that's where I'm at. But yeah, Mothman, I just have like a special connection to him because he used to haunt my dreams. Um, and I think about that bridge collapse anytime I drive over a bridge. So sometimes I got caught on a bridge um, last week. This has nothing to do with anything, but I was driving to Savannah. Um, you're from Ohio. I should mention I'm from Georgia, but I was driving to Savannah and there's that big bridge that takes you to whatever beach is there. And I was coming in and I saw the bridge and I had forgotten it was there because it's been years since I'd been to Savannah and I was like gee would hate to drive over that and then I missed my turn oh no and in trying to get back to my turn the GPS put me over the bridge no and it's huge like it's enormous not a fun time don't recommend had to go over it and then turn around and go back the other way okay so should we get into it I guess we can. I am excited to hear the Alabama stories. Okay. Do we want to start with the kind of funnier one, or do we want to start with the more serious one? Um, let's start with the serious one. Okay. Because I'm me, and I work in the medium that I work in, I have written myself basically a script. So I thought about doing that, and then I was lazy. <laughs> well, if some of it sounds very uh, reading from a page, that's because that's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> so... Let's talk about Huggin' Molly. Don't, don't stay out after dark or Huggin' Molly will get you and hug you to death. Uh, okay, so Huggin' Molly is an extremely popular legend in Abbeville, Alabama. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I think it's either Abbeville or Abbeville. Um, there is an Abbeville, Georgia, and we call it Abbeville. I don't know if that. Okay, so maybe it is Abbeville, Alabama. Um, the legend goes that if you're out walking the streets after dark, she'll come out of the shadows, squeeze you in a hug, and scream very loudly in your ear. That's just anyone leaving their house for the first time right now during quarantine. <laughs> um, she's just excited to see another person. 
It's been, She's touched arm. It's Let her live. <laughs> so this is pretty basic level, uh, like, keep your children from staying out after dark stuff. It was the idea of, like, it's the idea of keeping kids from wandering the streets at night, um, keeping their teenagers from getting up to into trouble or doing things they shouldn't be doing. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, <laughs> so it's not really surprising that it's so widespread within the city, but Hug and Molly is actually so popular. She's spawned a restaurant in the city and a song, which we'll listen to later. Um, I will caveat this song. I listened to a little bit of it. It almost does not exist on the internet except for a different podcast um about a year ago no like a year and a half ago did an episode on hug and molly and they managed to get the song in their podcast so i don't know i'll probably be able to put in like maybe a minute of it in our um podcast but i don't want to fully thrift from them but yeah, this song just doesn't exist anymore. It's so weird. Like, the artist has a Spotify. This song is not on it. Interesting. So, the Hug and Molly restaurant has a um, board within it and a page on their website specifically de- devoted to who um, Hug and Molly was or is. And so their account says that her appearance was supposed to be seven feet tall and, quote, oh. as big around as a bale of cotton. Which is just absolutely my favorite description of a person ever. I love her. As big around as a bale of cotton is just, I think, the most Alabama Southern way (laughs) you could describe a person. I love it so much. Like the Ohio equivalent would be like as big around as a field of corn. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's so specific. It's so specific. Okay. Um, but, of course, with any legend like this, there's several iterations for who Molly actually was. Um, there's a book called Alabama Lore. It's got a longer title than that, but I am not going to try to say the whole title. But there's a book called Alabama Lore by Will Elric, which, fun fact, that other podcast that I found the song in, they also cited him as a source. Good for him. Nice. <laughs> um, I got most of the information from this book, so it feels like I should shout that out uh there are more stories in the books in the in that book than the ones i'm talking about so if you're interested in this kind of stuff it's like 10 bucks on amazon uh this is not a promo it's just (laughs) i borrowed from him so i feel like (laughs) i should suggest you check it out if you want more information Um, those kind of books are always a good time um so according to according to elric the most popular story about molly was of course that she was a witch And she would wander the streets at night looking for children to snatch, hugging the life out of them while screaming in their ears. And then she'd take them back to her lair for whatever witchy reason. Another version says she was a professor at a nearby former school who is actually just trying to keep children safe by deterring them from being out at night. Imagine, like, (laughs) that's such a funny... Let's just traumatize some kids so that they don't go out at night. But at the same time, isn't that the entire concept of, like, driver's ed and every horror movie ever? (laughs) Honestly, you're right. Um, so the most interesting one to me comes from a different book, which is cited within this book. So I didn't actually read this book, but it's called Legends, Lore, and True Tales of the Chattahoochee by Michelle Smith. So according to Smith, Molly was a real person who, as a little girl, had her arm removed and was given a golden arm as a replacement, which 
very cost friendly option if you're looking for uh, yeah if you're looking for a replacement limb gold is definitely the way to go sounds a lot like the kind of gener- generational wealth that is <laughs> I'm in sure, Alabama I'm sure it was very light and easy to carry around mm-hmm. um Imagine the Winter Soldier, but like Bucky just has like this clunky gold arm. Just a clunky gold arm. It doesn't even do anything. It just sits there. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> so when she was growing up, a group of boys was said to be waiting for her to die so they could steal the arm. Oh, my God. oh yeah, it's very nice. Dark <laughs> men. Um. <laughs> so after she died, that's what they did. They dug up her grave and took the arm, and as they were beginning to fill the grave back up, the boys heard a voice coming from the dirt say, I want my golden arm. So naturally, they fled with the arm, but the voice followed them down the street, calling for them to come back. Uh, One of the boys was grabbed from behind by a black-robed woman who squeezed until he couldn't breathe and screamed so loudly in his ear until he thought he might die of shock. Um, you know what? I think she's valid for that. Hey, don't steal. <laughs> exactly. Don't, don't steal stick, from don't dead women. Rob. Yeah. I mean, that should just be, you know, just don't do it. Don't wait for people to die so you can steal from them. <laughs> and don't tell them in life that you're going to, that you're waiting for them to die so you can steal from them. You're asking to be haunted. Like, at least don't give them the heads up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so his friends helped Men. free him. And they were able to flee with the arm, which they later melted down and sold as pieces. So the legend goes that poor Molly continues to roam the streets in search of the boys who stole her golden arm. There are accounts in another nearby town of a woman like Molly roaming the streets. And even though those stories don't include the hugging or the screaming, they seem to be in agreement that the two legends are both Hug and Molly. Um, Yeah, so that's Molly. That's Hug and Molly. a little bit obsessed with how many old stories like this involve like stealing someone or something's limb. Well, I think part of it that and like generally in grave robbing, like that's a big part of it. But yeah. I think it's because it it was so common back in the day. So that it might was, be it. It was just an easy like, the story. Literally, the story I'm bringing later like involved like stealing a limb from something. Oh my god! <laughs> and well, I was I mean... thinking as I was like writing down my notes on it how many other stories I know like that and how similar it is. Yeah. I just think about how, and maybe this just comes from, um, I think, I think we learned a lot about it in uh, that archeology span of death class I took in college where we talked a lot about grave robbing and the measures people would go to, to try and avoid grave robbing um, or deter it. Uh, But something that I always think about, and this isn't related to grave robbing. It just popped into my head is that we used to, bury people with a like bell yeah we'd put a little bell by their grave that they could ring because it was so common to bury people alive on accident because they we didn't just... have the like medical resources we do now and yeah, they, they would understand. Just... yeah they were like well they're dead <laughs> into the <laughs> ground you go <laughs> which is horrific i also think that there are maybe a lot of stories I could be wrong, but I feel like there are a lot of stories um, about, like, a figure that grabs and hugs children or screams in their ears, kind of widespread. Mm-hmm. But I find this one really interesting because there is such a backstory to it. Even if it's fake, there's there's genuinely a story there 
That is yeah, normally it's just there's sort of like a vein, this person will get you. Yeah, exactly. It's like, mm, don't stay out late or, you know, that um, that woman in black Specifically will Specifically hugging Molly with the you. gold arm will get you. Yeah, right? That's how you should <laughs> also, be saying like, it. If she had a, like, in her ghost form, does she have both arms? I don't know. Or does she that just, was... like, awkwardly, like, one arm hug you to death? That's what I was thinking about as well. But I also feel like... If the idea is in your ghost form, you are what you are when you died, or maybe when you were buried, then if she was buried with the arm, it would also explain how, like, if she has a golden arm, how she could hug somebody so tight. That's true. It'd be really easy to choke somebody out with a gold arm. Yeah. I also think it's, uh, of course, like, that's why I put towards at the beginning that, like, of course, there's a story that she was a witch. (laughs) Because that's... Every story. <laughs> it is the story of a woman. She was a witch, obviously. She was a witch, and she was awful. <laughs> the end. The professor one is interesting, though, especially for it to be like Alabama. Like, of course, the the professor lady was the evil one killing kids. Of course. Well, and that's the thing is she never like technically harms them. It was always just like she scared them. It's just like she scared the crap out of them. <laughs> well, I mean, really, she's doing us all a favor. Yeah. Again, it's like the basis of Driver's Ed and every horror movie. I stand by that. So do we want to listen to a little bit of that song? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Like it's kind of a banger. Honestly, like I could renegade to this. And it seemed like a great opportunity to just hang out under the stars. Mommy wouldn't approve, but he wouldn't go far. But though the streets had been deserted, he saw someone ahead, a figure seven foot tall that filled him with dread, dressed all in black, and a face well hid by the darkness underneath. Honestly, like Monster Mash, who? You're right. <laughs> You're right. He was caught in a ghostly pale woman's stare. She wrapped her arms around him and held him in place. Not a hug like his mom, but a cold embrace. Honestly, kind of bummed this isn't on Spotify because. Right? This would be going in my party playlist. <laughs> Imagine walking into a party. <laughs> Imagine like walking into a party where you don't know so, like know the host super well. You're sort of like a friend of a friend coming and joining. And you walk in and this is playing. This starts playing. You are overwhelmed with the feeling that you're about to be sacrificed to the devil. <laughs> I love how the vibe is almost like the Wiggles do horror. Okay, see. This one has a different story. This one talks about her losing an infant and searching for her child. I feel like that makes more sense than the gold arm story, honestly. I agree, but it wasn't super, it wasn't very detailed in that book. That's interesting. There probably are also a lot of other stories like that, though. Probably, yeah. Honestly, it's a banger. It's a slap. It is. It is. 
no, but I definitely think, oh, no, I closed the wrong thing, and I have no idea what I closed. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Must not have been important. Um, yeah, I think I, I think it's interesting, because I didn't listen to it. It had the lyrics written in that book, but I, like, just kind of skimmed them, and I didn't look at that last verse that talks about her losing an infant. That's so interesting. Um, but, yeah. It's That's not... basically the plot of, like, Mama. That uh, horror movie. I say that horror movie like it's not one of my favorite movies that exists. Um, okay, so the second one. Oh, um, I'm excited. I'm going to pull up um, this article from, let's see what it was from. It's I have to use the the like way, way back machine or way back machine or, what it's, or whatever it's called. Um, because this story is from 2001. And it briefly, the town briefly, and the story were briefly popular because they were um, part of a segment, a parody segment on The Daily Show back in 2001. Oh, interesting. So, um, in the 60s, I believe, there was a, there were only a few sightings of it, but there was a few sightings of what they came to call the Chocolaco Monster. Yeah. So Chocolaco Chocolaco is a really funny name for a monster. I think we can agree. It sounds like Choco Taco. Um, But it also, I believe, was just uh, the name of the road that it was spotted on. Um, So that's why it was just the Chocolaco monster. Well, so at the time of this story being published in 2001, the, (laughs) the person who was the Chocolaco monster, decided to come out about it. Um, mm-hmm. So when he was 15, he just liked pulling pranks. He liked he liked screwing with people. And he would put on a long black coat and carry a cow's head, uh, or like a cow's skull, not a head, a, col- a cow's skull, uh, and would just do a little jig. On the side of the road when he saw an incoming, an oncoming motorist. And then he would just sort of disappear if they tried to stop and check on him. <laughs> and so I just, I, I just thought this was funny because it's mentioned in that book that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I thought it was going to be so interesting and dramatic. And it's really just a 15 year old kid who dressed up in a cow's skull and, just decided to screw with a town. Um, we have to stand. Yeah. And so his name is Neil Williamson. And what's interesting about this article that I find fun is they mentioned that people, because there were only four sightings of this monster, and the reason there were only four was because the fourth time he went out and did it, he got shot at. Oh, yeah, that would be. <laughs> this is Alabama. And decided maybe not. Um, and so when, when they wrote this article, a lot of it is talking about like locals didn't really believe in it. They thought it was a cow or just something that had wandered out there. Um, and you know, it was dark and night and people were just seeing what they thought they were seeing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But the problem was that people from outside of the town would come and, and want to see the thing. And, and so it just became kind of infamous, even though people in the town didn't really believe in it other than the people who saw it. And they're like family and whatever. Um, And so for the most part, when they 
interviewed people to be like, it was this kid. Do you think like, like, what do you think about that? They were like, yeah, that sounds, that sounds right. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I met that kid. Uh, and he talked sounds about like, like he would do, he would pull lots of pranks and he said like he couldn't even talk about some of them because they would get him in trouble to this day. (laughs) So, but there's a part at the end that says, but as for believers, no matter which of them saw it, they were dead certain it was a monster and not a member of the local wildlife. Mrs. Teague was certain her eyes weren't fooling her. Uh, And she, she would call it the booger um, Booger. for some reason. It's explained earlier what, why booger was a thing let me see if i can find it this article is from... yeah that's just like a southern term for like creature or oh, okay yeah so this this uh, this article is from the An- the aniston star um it's from 2001 it's not on their website anymore but if you go to like the if you go to the chakalaka alabama website or like not website uh wikipedia it'll link you to the archived version of this article and i just I just think it's funny um, because, you know, we if we talk about like the Loveland, the Loveland Frogman, we talk about Mothman, we talk about um, uh, Sasquatch. And there was also a thing with Sasquatch, wasn't there, where people had yeah, faked like evidence? Yeah, someone got caught pretending to be. Yeah, they like made Bigfoot. fake footprints. Um and I just think it's funny. I I would love to have been the cause of an urban legend when I was a kid. Right? Like, let me be a cryptid. That's my dream. Like, on the one hand, it's Maybe bad I'll because you scared people. Maybe I'll go on the and dance on the side of the road. Yeah, there you go. Uh, just bring it back. <laughs> so that was the second one that I found that I just thought was really interesting because it was debunked. Because I love the concept of these, and I just, but when they get debunked, I also think it's funny because it's usually just somebody being like, Yeah, I was just having a laugh. <laughs> just having a I laugh. I also love, though, how many people, like those four people, were convinced they saw something, and the whole town was like, No, whatever, you lied. And like they did see something. Yeah. It well, was just the dude in a cow skull. They thought that they were seeing like a cow or something, like just a loose yeah. cow. <laughs> so, like, you were right. You did see something in a cow skull, just. <laughs> doing a little dance on the highway you were absolutely right you were it just correct. happened to be 15 year old what's his face because i also i mean imagine like you're driving and sure he's in he's in a black coat at night but once your headlights hit him you could tell like that is a full size like that is a up standing upright That's personified also, like it's a cow skull <laughs> with a cow skull on it <laughs> i don't know what like, i what think cow skull is like what cow's walking around with it out exactly (laughs) so that was just fun i i just i just think it's funny um i I imagine that we won't often have ones that are fully debunked like that i don't i don't think many people will just come out 30 years later and and say yeah yeah it was me i don't think i would maybe on my deathbed maybe 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 but i think i would want the story to outlive me like db cooper Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so that's all my time for today, folks. Um, we can go ahead and hand it on over. Okay, so handing it off to Caitlin. Um, she's going to enthrall us with a specific urban legend to her childhood. 
um, which is how we're probably going to end the show moving forward. It'll be us, and then we might solicit some stories from you guys or our friends or whoever wants to just tell us a story from your childhood that maybe kept you up at night. It wasn't wildly documented or known. Maybe it was just something that your friends passed on or your parents told you to scare you. Um, yeah, so that's what Kate's going to do. <laughs> um, but I did, I looked for information on the super local story and couldn't really find much. So I decided against it, but it does sort of go with like hugging Molly. Um, so I wanted to mention it. But um, the, we have a place called Orphan Cemetery. I feel like most towns have an orphan cemetery. It's a terrifying concept. But um, yeah, it's this something one think about. used to be, or it still is. They don't live there anymore. But my best friend's house was like right up against it. Like there was the little cul-de-sac she lived in. And on the other side of her house, there was a little bit of trees. And then there was the orphan cemetery. That's a no for um, me. That's a, a no big no. Me. But even more of a big no is that the sort of like local... Um, haunting concept was this statue in Orphan Cemetery. It's of a woman and then there's a child or something like that. I've never been in this cemetery because it scared me that bad. But there's some sort of like statue of a woman holding out her hand and I think there's a child beside her. But the idea is that if you go out to Orphan Cemetery at night and you sit underneath the woman's hand, like she'll caress your hair and like comfort you. Which like is it. terrifying. Yeah, no, I don't like that. They're like, oh, don't it's like so it sweet. All. She um, comforts you. But it was another you. one no. of those, like, keep your kids from going out at night and, like, being out late sort yeah. of thing. I don't know, because it only happened at night. And it scared us. We would be standing out around the cars uh, waiting for her curfew. And I would always think that it's so close. Like, that statue is so close. Yeah. Um, That's also just sort of related to that. Um, there's a very famous cemetery in Cleveland called Lakeview Cemetery. And I've never been there. Like, I've driven past it, but I've never stopped and been there. And I I wanted to go before I moved, and I didn't. Because it's supposed to be very gorgeous. Like, it's not just a cemetery. It's got, like, a church within it and all of this gorgeous architecture and statues. But there's one um, statue tombstone of an angel. And she's sort of, like, holding her face. Or, no, she. I think she has her hands out sort of, like, for, like, uh, St. Mary style. Um, I can't remember exactly, but if you look it up, she always comes up. It's like the angel of Lakeview Cemetery, but she has like rust tear stains that come down from her eyes. And so the story Don't is, love that. yeah, the story is that she cries and that's what causes it. Um, so I think it's called like the angel. I think she's known as like the angel of death or something, but, um, Lakeview Cemetery is supposed to be very gorgeous, but that's the big like thing there. And like, also there's yeah. just tons of stories because it's a cemetery about it being haunted and whatnot as with any cemetery yes but that's what that reminded me of when you just talked about her caressing like it just reminded me of that and I think that's what always freaked me out when I was younger it's not that like she grabbed you or that you know like she did anything to you she would just like caress your hair which is just like pat your head which is so terrifying yeah no that's just scary but anyways the story I did bring um is from a book that they read to us in middle school at least once a year. And I've never been able to actually find the book, but I did find a reading of it on YouTube. And judging by the comments, it's a fairly universal thing, if not in Georgia, in the, like, general Southeast, that they read this book to children. Sure. 
naturally. This book terrified me more than the ghost story book. <laughs> but um, it's called Taylor Poe. Um, they've read it to people for a long time, too, because even my mom, they read it to her when she was in school. Wait, say that again. It's called what? Taylor Poe. Taylor Poe. Okay. Like tail, like of like a dog. Okay. Taylor Poe. Um, but the creature in it, he's like, he's around the size of a dog and I can, which it's a podcast, so it doesn't matter if I have pictures, but I'll show him to you later. He's kind of terrifying, even in the children's book version. But the story goes that there's this old man who he's a hermit. He lives off in the woods by himself. He has these three dogs and they go out to hunt or whatever. And what he finds, like, is maybe a squirrel or something. It's not a whole lot to eat. And while he's eating with the dogs, this weird creature he's never seen before comes up. And he's, like, startled, but not super. And he cuts its tail off. As you do. He cooks its tail. They eat its tail. And the creature runs away. Ah. So, you know. I'm on the creature's side already. I just want you to know. (laughs) Absolutely. Taily Poe is valid. But later that night, the guy's asleep. And he hears this, like, rustling, scratching at the end of his bed. And he looks up, and the creature is there, and it's saying, Taily Poe, Taily Poe, give me back my Taily Poe. And so he sticks his dogs on it. They run it off. Um, but only two of the dogs come back. Rinse and repeat. He wakes up again. The creature's there. He sends his dogs. This happens until there are no more dogs. Um, none of the versions of the story are super clear on what happens to them, but yeah. um, I've never loved thinking about it. Oh, no. Because they're dogs. Yes. But um, eventually, there are no more dogs. He wakes up again. Here's the scratching. And I think in the children's story version, it's just said that by morning, the only thing left of the house is the chimney. But in some other more violent versions, the creature just, like, completely flays him open. um, To get his tail back. To get his tail back. Yeah. Because he ate it. Um, Something about the vagueness of like by morning there's only the chimney left standing. Is that's the version they read to us? Yeah, somehow that's scarier. Yeah. Like what? What do you mean? Only the chimney's left standing. What did it do? And it's not. Taylipo is not like a demonic creature. Yeah. Like that's very well established. He's just an animal. He's got like black or brown fur, and I think in the pictures he does have red eyes. But he's, like, the size of, like, a medium-sized dog. He's got kind of, like, bobcatish ears. Yeah. But he kind of just looks like a like a rogue coyote or something. Oh, my gosh. How interesting. And there's nothing left except the chimney. That's horrific. <laughs> right? Why would you tell that to children? How is that a children's story? Like, what are you it's learning from not. that story? And it was my favorite. Like, this story scared me so bad, but it was also one of my favorite parts of the year. <laughs> They would just take us all, not into the school library, like the local library. Yeah. And sit us down and just read this book to us. That's once a year. I just have like a lot of questions. Like <laughs> because what is the moral then, of this story? Don't cut from off what a I creature's gather, they tail. Still do it now. Oh my goodness. You should like just like go to the library and be like, hey, what day do you read this book to children? <laughs> what day is Taylor Poe Day? And can I can I just sit in? Nothing weird. (laughs) I also, I've looked for this book in the libraries before, and I've never been able to find it. So I have this kind of, like, vague memory that they had the author of the children's book read it to us at some point. Yeah. But I know that at least one of the several years it was just a librarian. 
That is so, so weird. It's like, it's almost like this book doesn't exist. <laughs> right? Because my mom looked for it for ages. And when they read it to us the first time, I came home talking about it. And my mom was like, I've spent years looking for that book. Like, where did they find it? That is so weird. Oh, my gosh. Wow. But that's my story. I live to tell Taylor Poe's story. I'm going to be thinking about that. I'm going to be thinking about it a lot. Especially because, like, as soon as you... I've been thinking about him my whole life. Well, as soon as you said, like, they cut off its tail, I started thinking about Spartan. Just because... Mm. Do you know this about him? That um, before I got him, somebody tried to, like, crop his tail, but they did it wrong. Oh, Oh, buddy. So he has, like, a little... Like, he doesn't have a nub like you would have if you had cropped his tail. He has, Mm -hmm. like, a solid six inches of tail. And that's it. And I hate it. Like, not, I just, I hate knowing that, like, somebody had hurt him, did, like, did that to him. Um, but, so as soon as you said they cut off his tail, I was like, oh, Spartan. My buddy. (laughs) My baby boy. No. (laughs) Spartan would be valid if he destroyed everything except the chimney. Is Taylor Poe why you're a vegetarian? No more ramen because the chickens will find me. Chicken will come get me. Maybe, you know, maybe that is it. Maybe that's why my complicated relationship with meat came about. I'm just very afraid of Taylor Bow. Maybe that's what the school system is trying to do. I don't know how widespread it was, but something about a toe. Yes. Okay. Is one I remember hearing a lot when I was a kid. That one I know because it came from, um, not, I don't know that it came from, but it was part of that scary stories to tell in the dark. Yes, Book it was. movie. There was also, we had this Curious George DVD. I'm mad you just reminded me of that movie. And there was like some short stories at the end of it, some animated short stories. Yeah. And th- it was on there. What? Why? I don't, that was the weirdest DVD ever. Why it would that be on Curious George? On Curious George. It was like two or three episodes of Curious George. And then there were three like bonus uh, short stories or whatever. Maybe it's sort of like the, the Coraline effect. Like, adults find Coraline horrifying, but children think it's this fun adventure. Maybe so. Maybe that's what it is. (laughs) It is weird. And it was like a rat and a wolf, and the wolf wanted to eat the rat. Oh, my God. Okay. So, somehow the rat acquired someone's toe. Oh. And was like, eat this instead. Yeah, and then... And then the person whose toe it was came back for it. So we kind of got off track a little bit, but predictably we were derailed. <laughs> oh yeah, this is going to be this is going to be an every week thing, friends. Don't you worry, we will never stay on topic, um, but we'll get where we're going. The Gemini of it all. <laughs> uh, we really do need an Earth sign just to like wrap it up. <laughs> Come on, guys! Standing outside the glass in my studio, just like doing doing the wrap it up at me. Maybe we'll just put Melanie on calls so that she can just tell us to shut up every now and again. Yeah. Um, okay, so this was... Coffee and cryptids. I'm throwing up a peace sign, but you can't see you it. You can't see it. It's a. It's an audio... It's an audio I'm medium. I'm know that I am throwing up a peace sign right now. That's... You're just informing them. Um, I guess it's fair. I was also doing the wrap it up signal the entire time I was talking about it as if you could see what I was doing. I was too. Is every time, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> where we're at. Uh, yeah. So next time, uh, Kate gets to tell me stories, 
and we'll be talking about, about Alaska. Yes, we'll be talking about Alaska, which I'm really jealous that I didn't think about the fact that Alaska was the next state. Because um, I bet Alaska has cool stories. I haven't looked yet, but I'm so excited. There is no place like Alaska that can't have cool, cool stories like that. Literally. Um, so, yeah, that'll be next time. And then I will also tell her a story from my childhood, which mm-hmm. I'm going to call my sister and see if she remembers it and see if I can get some more details. Ohio Gothic. Ohio Gothic. If not, I'll just tell you about some random stuff that people believe that isn't long enough to fill an Ohio episode because we will get there <laughs> eventually. It's going to take a while. It's going to take a while to get to both of our states. <laughs> If you haven't, follow us on Twitter. Once we have a Twitter account, as we're recording this, we don't. But I'm sure by the time it goes up, we will. Um, we'll something out. Feel free to share this if you thought we were at all funny or interesting. And, and I hope you did. Otherwise, don't tell us because I'll cry. <laughs> yeah, like, don't be mean. Uh, <laughs> keep it to yourself. Um, exactly. Also, if you have your own personal story from when you were a kid, not like ghost stories or anything, but um, legends or myths that you were told growing up that kind of creeped you out or kept you up at night or made your skin crawl, feel free to share it with us. I figure once we have a Twitter, we'll leave our DMs open and um, yeah, just come chat with us. Otherwise, you can find Kate at Rodrigo Swift. And you can find me at Allosaurus Rex. And we'll have all of that stuff somewhere for you. I don't know if you care. But yeah, until next time. I'm doing a little dance. Like the 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 guy from Alabama. I don't have a cow skull. But... We'll get one. We'll get one. <laughs> next merch time. coming. Next time. Merch coming, yeah. We'll just start selling cow skulls. Embroidered cow skulls. Totally normal. All right. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you next time. We did it!